Hello, welcome to our third episode in this podcast series, Talk, Talk with TT. I am delighted to have um, a good friend, Paul Clover, who I've known for a few years now uh, from Colchester Baptist Church. Uh, Paul is uh, a lively feature uh, of the church. Uh, our listeners won't be aware he's wearing a sky blue uh, pale shirt, uh, which reflects something of his passions, but we'll come on to that later in this conversation. Paul, good morning and welcome to this conversation. Good to have you. Yeah, good morning. Morning, Terry. Morning. Um, so uh, it's, you've got a story, a journey to tell. Um, and um, tell us, Paul, where were you born and your childhood and education? How was it for you? Because I can tell from that dulcet accent that you're definitely not a southerner. <laughs> no, the, yeah, no, Man Manchester born, Terry. Um, I, I, was, I was actually born in uh, a little village in Cheshire um, called Presbury. Oh. Um, though, those that follow football will know that that's where all the wealthy footballers live. But I didn't, I wasn't born there because I lived there. I was born there because all the hospitals were full in Manchester when I was due to be born. So uh, Presbury was an overflow hospital. And um, so, but on my birth certificate, it says born in Presbury. So, so um, I'm, I'm quite proud of that. It's a beautiful little village, um, probably just a few miles from Wimslow. Yeah. And um, it is really a beautiful place. And where really did you get? Where did you go to school? And uh, what was it life like for you? Well, yeah, I I, I went to uh, I went to Oldwood um, Primary School, and then um, I sat my eleven plus, uh, and then I ended up going to a comprehensive school. Okay. Um, it was uh, called U Tree Comprehensive, and it was a school that my dad went to actually, and um, we we had the same teachers, but. Uh, I think we were completely different students because <clears throat> my education at Utree Primary uh, Utree Comprehensive School was, uh, uh, whilst they <clears throat> the attempt to educate me was uh, all full on, uh, I wasn't receptive to that, and uh, uh, I was not really a good student. Uh, I, well, you, I, you didn't enjoy school, did you? Um, no, no. I I was a bit of a rebel. I got into a lot of trouble at school. Um, just behavior problems. Um, and I think it was because of the people I was mixing with as well. We, we became a bit of a rabble lot and uh, we, we didn't, <laughs> education was a, was a bit down the ladder. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, and, and then when I got to, uh, I sat my um, GCEs, which they were at that time. Um, I got a couple of GCEs, um, some couple of ULCIs. Um, but then I went into the sixth form to um, primarily to study a bit more, but it was just a waste of time because uh, eventually the headmaster, Dr. Davis, called my parents in and said, well, that's it. So we've had enough of him now. He needs <laughs> <laughs> we need to get him into work. He must go to work. Uh, and that's when I left, when I was about 16, I, I left. Yeah. LFU Tree Comprehensive. And um, church wasn't part of your upbringing in any significant way, was it? No, no, not really. Um, 
my my parents um, professed to be Christians, but they weren't practicing Christians. Um, but one of the things that they did when I was um, small was that they sent me to Sunday school. <coughs> and um, I think that was the done thing at the time. You, you, yeah. you went to Sunday school. Yeah. Um, and I, I, my, I've got a little, um, a little tract here that um, I found in my mother's Bible. And it's um, 1 John. Uh, it was from 1 John. And he says, He is faithful to forgive us our sins. But on the back she's written, Paul's Sunday School card, first attendance, 21st of October, 1951. Wow. So I was, I was three years old. Yeah, yeah. But I've got vague recollections of it. And I had a look on the internet to see if this church is still there in Widdenshaw, but it's, the building is still there, but it's now called um, Anchors Away Play. It's oh, the yeah. same building, but it's a little... Um, play school now but yeah. it's still there it's still yeah. there now you mentioned dr davis of your headmaster didn't he used to take you to the methodist church well he he, he was he was a wonderful man um he he didn't believe in corporal punishment i must just say that until he met my friends and i <laughs> 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 and then i think we changed his mind but he was he was a really wonderful man he was my father's headmaster as well so wow with my father being such a good student, um, I think there was, there was a lot of comparisons made and he tried very hard to, to get me on the right, uh, on the right path. But uh, yeah, Dr. Davis encouraged the senior students to go to church. Uh, I, I, I honestly believe he was a, a practicing Christian. So I, I used to go now and again to the Methodist church in yep. Manchester, big Methodist Central Hall in Manchester, and I think it's still there. I'm not too sure, mm -hmm. um, but I had an ulter ulterior motive because I used to go to church with Dr. Davis, and then afterwards I used to go dancing with the girls at the plaza in Manchester. <laughs> so, so I had an ulterior motive. But to be honest, uh, I do remember going to the Methodist Church uh, in yeah. Manchester. Good, so, good. He was a okay. good man. Yeah, um, so the headmaster said, right, it's time for you to get into work. What was your first job and what were you doing? Well, I, I, I managed to get where we lived. We, by this time, we'd actually moved from Widdenshaw. My mum and dad had bought a house in, in uh, Heel Green, which is Cheshire. Mm -hmm. And it was quite close to the Woodford Aerodrome. Um, and at that particular time, it was called AV Row where they mm. used to manufacture, um, where they manufactured Lancasters, mm. Shackletons. Um, they used to manufacture Vulcans, which was their, their main business. Uh, they went, they manufactured Nimrods. Um, wow. They retrofitted Victors. Um, I worked on Airbus, uh, the Space Shuttle. Really? Um, yeah, those were the early days. Um, yeah. But I took an apprenticeship there, uh, and um, I did. It, it changed my life. Mm. Uh, my 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 perception of um, of work uh, was just completely changed. Mm. I, I went to college, uh, day release college, and I just 
excelled. I just, it changed my life. Yeah. And I always say that it, it was because they treated me like an adult. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just did so well. Um, yeah. First year, I, I, got, I joined the college halfway through the year because I started in December. Yeah. And uh, I started halfway through the year and I ended up getting really good marks just for half a year's work, credits. And then I just went on and on and on. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. And I was really, um, uh, I, w I was really encouraged by the success I was getting and it, I seemed to build on that. And it uh, changed the way you thought about yourself, the way you felt about yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I did. I, I, like a, I became a bit of a, an odd bod really because uh, when, whilst my mates were going out drinking and dancing, I used to stay at home and study. Mm. And uh, mm. engineering was a really interesting subject. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I did really well. Um, That's great. At the end of the apprenticeship, uh, I was awarded Apprentice of the Year. Great. Uh, for, for the company. Yeah. Um, got my picture in the paper. <laughs> and um, I, I, you know, I was really proud. Yeah. And then you met, you mentioned. Um, uh, the, 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 well, we we talked about um, Sid Harrison, who I used yes. to work with. Yeah. Uh, Sid was um, he was the shop steward in the machine shop. Uh, him and I used to work on the next next machines. By the way, this was a I, my apprenticeship was a for Centerlade. I was a Centerlade Turner. Yeah, and uh, I qualified as a centralized turner, and then Sid seemed to be—he um, took an interest in me because I was doing very well at school, uh, I was doing at college, and um, he said to me, um, "Have I thought about doing anything else?" Mm. And I said, "Well, not really, Sid. I thought this was what I was meant to do." And he said, "Well, no, you—you've got to look further than that." He was quite a wise man. Mm. Um, he. Just before I go on, I must say that he—he he was a, a real union man. He was a—he was a communist. He mm. admitted it. He was married to a Russian lady, and everything he did was about the union. Mm. But he felt as though I could go much further. So he went to see the, um, the factory manager, and um, he said to the manager, "He said this guy needs to be moved into a little bit." more of a challenging position because uh, he's doing well. Mm. And then they moved me to the design office. So I then right. became a, de a design draftsman working on aircraft structures. Yes. Uh, and I really, I loved it. I really did. Uh, drawing was, uh, drawing was really, really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, while, while we're just talking about Sid, um, I mentioned that, um, uh, he kept saying to me, Paul, I, I don't know what's happening to me. He said, but I'm, I, I keep tripping. Because well, he did a lot of walking around the factory being a union guy. He was always involved in meetings and such. I said, well, you need to go and get it seen to. Sid. Maybe, maybe you've just got a, a joint problem or something. Mm. And then um, he, he got very ill. He he became uh, he 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 actually had multiple sclerosis, mm. and um, he became very ill, and it was it was strange because when we went to live in South Africa, I was I was in a in the doctor's room. Uh, I think 
Jenny had taken Jacqueline to the doctors. I mean, it was one of those old doctor's rooms where magazines are all over the place. I picked up a magazine. Yeah. Uh, and this particular magazine called Scope Magazine used to run a feature every month of, of people around the world uh, of interest. I opened it up and there was a picture of Sid Harrison, <laughs> who, who was in the Guinness Book of Records that year for being the most disabled man in Britain. Wow. And I was wow. absolutely, I was, I was stunned. I, I really, I just couldn't believe what I was reading. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's such a sad end to such a, a lovely yeah. guy. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. Was really, it was really sad. Well, let's, um, we're in a unique time in uh, history with coronavirus. Um, how are you managing, and Jenny and the family, um, people won't know um, who's in your household, and you might want to tell us how your household's run, because you're a bit like the Waltons, you are. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, um, we, when we moved back here from South Africa, um, we we sold up in South Africa. We had a lovely home, uh, but we decided to come back here. And then we, um, we didn't want to get another mortgage. We were, we felt we were too old to take on another mortgage. Um, so Jacqueline and Justin, Jacqueline, my daughter, Justin, my son-in-law, were living in uh, a two bedroom house in Grays. Uh, and it was just too small for them. So it, we discussed it and we said, well, why don't we just buy a house together? Uh, so Jenny and Jacqueline started looking around. I was still working in South Africa at the time. And uh, they started looking around. And where we live in now, Jacqueline actually came here. It's the old rugby field of the, um, uh, of the army camp here, the barracks. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, no, I'm not interested in that. I don't like that. It doesn't, I don't think we'd like to live here. But when they started, Wimpy started developing the area, they built these houses and uh, we've got like a, a terrace townhouse. It's, um, it's beautiful. Mm. So we, we live in that at the top um, and it's lovely because when we get sent to our room, we can go upstairs <laughs> and clo close the door. <laughs> You're sent uh, to your so, room. Yeah. Bad behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there's Jacqueline and Justin, uh, our two grandchildren, um, Hope and Jacob, and Jenny and I. And, Lovely. Um, Lovely. It, it works quite fine. It works quite fine. So how, what's changed for you with lockdown and things like that? What aren't you doing and how are you living differently? Well, one thing that I do miss is the, is the interaction with the fellowship. Yeah. Um, you know, being in the office... I get people coming in all the time and I've got to know so many people Yes, and, and I do miss that. I really yeah. do. It, it's nice. I, I, I've always felt I'm a people person and yeah. I like, I like communications and I like to be with people. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's just a bit sad that we, we, yeah. we stuck in, but, so for our listeners, uh, Paul is actually the church administrator and works in the office uh, five mornings a week. And uh, so he's often the first face we see when we go in or when visitors go in. So, and, and for those who don't know, Colchester Baptist Church is right in the heart of the town centre in the precinct of Eld Lane. So 
Okay, um, so how, why Colchester Baptist Church? How did you get connected to us when you, which year did you move back from South Africa? Well, I was talking to Jenny about this this morning, but you know, we, we become like nomads, Jenny and I, because we've done five moves between South Africa uh, and the UK. Five moves. Um, I think the airlines must have benefited greatly <laughs> from our, from our, um, uh, from our uh, ticket purchases. Um, but can, can I just go back and just say where we, what actually happened when in 1971 when I, I actually yeah. had enough? I'd had enough here. Uh, I'd had enough of unions and things happening uh, that I didn't like. And so I emigrated to South Africa in yeah. 1971. Um, I, I went for two years. And they ended up staying 40 years. Wow. So it, I loved it. The lifestyle is amazing. Yeah. I really, yeah, I, we end, I ended up in Durban. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just a fantastic place. The people are incredibly beautiful. Yeah. Black, white, colored, Indian. It's just a lovely, lovely place. Yeah. And I, I just fell in love with the place. I just, I, I always felt that the Lord, took me there for a reason and he did mm. because um, what, my life changed when I went to live in South Africa Yeah, and um, meeting Jenny um, building a home and a family it was just um, it was just the cherry on the, on the top. So you met Jenny, Jenny was and is a practicing Christian um, yeah. you at the time weren't uh, interested in things of Christianity, tell us about your own journey of faith yeah, I, uh, I used to, um, when I look back, I sometimes feel a bit ashamed that I used to give Jenny such a hard time when she used to go to church. Um, we built a house in Durban. We bought a beautiful piece of land, um, built a house, and off she used to go on a Sunday morning to church, and I used to give her a hard time about going to church and leaving me on my own. And, and then the minister, Roy Hall, of the Presbyterian Church, um, just told Jenny, he said, just leave him alone. The Lord will deal with him in his own way, <laughs> and in, in his own time. <laughs> yes. And looking back, they were really wise words. Mm. This, this man was, I loved him. He was yeah. um, a great minister, very wise. And then um, working, when I went to work in South Africa, I, I ended up working in the air conditioning business and yeah. progressing through, um, uh, through the business, uh, I ended up with a really, a really good job mm. working for a company, American company, York International, mm. biggest manufacturer of air conditioning equipment, mm. big stuff, you know, heavy, yeah. heavy chillers and stuff. And, th and that took me traveling. Mm. Um, um, I, I eventually ended up going on a business trip to, to um, America. Um, I ended up um, visiting factories, but I went to a little factory in Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, uh, where where um, one of our uh, one of our suppliers um, was based, and they wanted me to just go and have a look at the machinery and see how things were done. But all this time, I've been away for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. Can I can I just say, Terry, that on that trip, 
I was actually working for Carrier at the time, but I ended up working for York Tonight. I was working for Carrier. On my way to America for this particular visit, um, I, I went via London because they wanted me to come to the, uh, the Carrier office in Knightsbridge in, in London. Stayed in a hotel. Sunday morning, uh, I went down to, um, uh, to that market, uh, you know, that um, market in London, uh, Petticoat Lane. Yeah. I went to Petticoat Lane and um, I just, I was listening to these youngsters singing. Uh, they were an outreach, beautiful mm. song. That I just stood there for a long time listening to them. Yeah. From there, I went to Hyde Park. Yeah. And I sat, I always wanted to sit and listen, listen to the band in the bandstand. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I, I loved it. The next day, I got on a plane and I went to New York, and that day was when the, the IRA blew up that bandstand. Wow, wow. <laughs> I just I couldn't believe that I'd been actually at that bandstand that was destroyed and so many people were killed and mm. animals killed as well. Mm. But... It's just, uh, you know, when you look back, I think, wow, the Lord's mm. got a plan for my life somewhere, somewhere along the line. I went to America, and I, like I said, I ended up at this little hotel in Pittsburgh. But all the time I'd been, it was quite a stressful job, and I'd been not been feeling well at all. Mm. I was having palpitations. The doctor had had me on Valium, and I, I, was, I was not feeling right at all. Mm. and it just seemed to culminate in that little hotel room mm. I just felt I was going to die yeah. I really did right. I felt like I was going to have a heart attack yeah. I was going to die in a hotel room so far from my family mm. and um, I just got down on my knees Terry and mm. I said Lord I want to open the door you know it's yeah. just, I just, I just want to let you in because I, I'm frightened and yeah. I can't be alone and did you, how did you feel in that moment? Did you feel different? Yeah, I, I, to, be, to be really honest, I've, I've told this to many, many people, but I honestly felt as though somebody put their arms around me yeah. and said, you don't have to worry. Yeah. I'm right here. I've always been here. You just need to talk to me. That's beautiful. Yeah. It was such a... Such a pivotal time yeah. in my life, mm. and I get <clears throat> sorry, but I get a bit choked about it. Yeah, that's it. lovely. Well, it's a profound moment, isn't it? Now you've got a bit of a story. You returned to Jenny in South Africa. Tell me a bit about that. <laughs> I was so elated by this, um, by this touch that I'd felt from the Lord uh, when I got back. Jenny was waiting for me with Jacqueline. She was small at that time, and David. She was waiting for me at the airport. I came out of the arrivals, and I just, I burst into tears. Mm. I was so emotional. Yeah. And <clears throat> I was so, so eager to tell Jenny what had happened to me. Mm. That before I could even say anything, she said to me, you've met somebody, haven't you? <laughs> I said, no. Well, I have actually met somebody. I'm, I met the Lord in a little hotel room in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It changed my life. Yeah, that's fantastic. Such, 
Yeah, and then when I, I just, I said to Jenny, I've got to speak to somebody. I need to speak to a minister because I need some, some explanation as to what's happened to me. Yeah. And at that time, we were going to the Methodist Church in Kempton Park in Johannesburg. Yeah. And um, I, I went to meet Trevor Hudson. And uh, I think a lot of people know Trevor. Mm. Trevor's um, a wonderful guy. And he, he sat down with me, explained everything what had happened to me. Yeah. And I was on the way. Mm. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Really, it was a wonderful time. Well, and what was life like? So uh, you then were part of the church, the children were growing up. What, what did life look like on an average week? Well, we, 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 when we were living in Johannesburg, um, this is how I came to work for York International. They, they phoned, that one of the directors phoned me up and said, we hear a little story that you would, you're from Durban and you, would you like to go back to Durban? <laughs> and we were really missing living by the sea. Yeah. So I jumped at the chance and I became a branch manager of York in Durban. Yeah. And we started going back to the church that Jenny had originally gone to, the Presbyterian Church, uh, Stella Presbyterian Church. And um, I became, um, well, we, we were very involved with the church. Um, I, I, was, um, I was asked to become a, an elder. Um, I don't know whether that was the right thing because I don't think I had a lot of experience. Of, but I, I loved it. I loved the communication with the people. And um, we had Bible studies and, and we got friendly with um, uh, one of the standing ministers, Professor Hoyer, mm-hmm. um, who is, was a wonderful man as well. Mm. Um, he, he's, he's still around, but he... Um, he was very influential as well in my life because uh, I think he, he took a liking to Jenny and I. Yeah. Um, we went to his Bible study and um, we became good friends of them. Uh, and then, so like, the, the week was a busy week, children, church on a Sunday, and then uh, lots of events happening. Uh, mm. we, we really enjoyed being at Stella. It's still there, Stella Presbyterian Church, but it's become a a little haven for um, uh, kids in need now. It's not a church as such. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And, Love and it, um. uh, what, you know, the country was going through quite a time of turmoil, wasn't it, with yeah. apartheid? Yeah, we, and how was that for you as a Christian family and your church? What, what, well, how did you see that? How did you intersect with that? Well, I'll be honest that we, there was concern um, because of this division between the races. Um, there was always that concern that um, things could go wrong. Mm. But we, we, were quite, uh, we were quite determined to bring our children up, mm. not to see colour, yeah. but to see people as they are. Yeah. And um, our children were brought up that way. So mm-hmm. colour was just a non-entity in our house. Mm. Um, we had people working for us. We had a gardener. We had a, a, a lady who used to come in and help. But they were friends. They were not. They were workers. They were. They were not people of color. Yeah. And, and it was a really. It was a tough time. Yeah. It was a tough time. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, you know what happened eventually. Um, 
FW Clerk stepped out, released Nelson Mandela, things changed. Um, um, that particular that particular week, um, we all went to all the churches went to um, a meeting at the rugby stadium in Durban, um, and and we prayed. The um, whole fifty thousand of us sat, and it was so moving to hear people praying in different languages because there are so many different languages in South Africa. Yeah, people speaking in English, Afrikaans, Zulu, Kosa. Mm. the Bailey, all all the languages and it was just the place was just buzzing yeah yeah after that it was after that after that time that just things changed and, mm. and became it became an open society fantastic it was, okay. it was fantastic i feel so privileged yeah to have been there at that time yeah 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 okay well we're gonna shift gear now and go to a right. quick fire quiz this is a quiz where you win nothing, and uh, um, and we can come on now to the attire that um, our listeners won't see. This lovely pale blue. Uh, you are a Manchester boy. Is it Manchester City Football Club or is it Manchester United Football Club, Mr. Glover? <laughs> you know, Terry. Uh, so many people ask me that question. As soon as they hear my accent, they say, "Are you a United supporter?" No, I'm not a United supporter. When I went to school. You had to make a decision when you were five. You were either red or blue. <laughs> Everybody wanted to be red. So yeah. I said, no, I'm going to be blue. And from the year, from the age of five till now, I've been a Manchester City supporter. I, 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 I just love the team. I think it's... I, I, I used to go there as a, as a teenager. Uh, I used to go and sit in the Platte Lane end and I've seen so many wonderful football games there. Really. So... Answer to your question, blue through and through. <laughs> oh, good man. Okay, here's a tough one. Uh, do you prefer living in Durban or Colchester? <laughs> that's that's a tough one. It is, that isn't is, it? Yeah. We're, I've I, been to Durban and they've got beautiful sea. <laughs> well, we we had a we had a, a house that overlooked the sea. We were you couldn't get any closer mm. to the sea than we were in Durban. Yeah. We walked out to the end of the garden and we looked down onto the Indian Ocean. It was beautiful. We, yeah, I, I just got happy memories of Durban. Yeah, I really yeah. have. Uh, but we're happy here at Colchester. Yeah, I like Good. Colchester. I love Good. the people. They're really very so. diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you a gardener or do-it-yourself man? I think if you ask my family, they'd say I'm definitely a do-it-yourself because anything that breaks in this house somehow comes through my door. <laughs> I'll remember this. that if I need help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, my, my grandchildren are always coming, Opa, because I'm an Opa. Opa, can you fix this? Can you glue that? <laughs> Opa, can you mend this? Can you straighten this? Uh, it's, so I would say do it yourself, Terry. Fantastic. Okay, thinking about the Bible, uh, are you, do you prefer the Psalms or the letters of the Apostle Paul? I think I prefer Paul's letters because yeah. it's it, it's it's they're very they're very meaningful and um, I, I think Paul's letters, Terry. Okay. Paul's and let's think about food now. Uh, uh, in South Africa, they have brise. Uh, would you prefer a roast chicken dinner or a fish dinner? <laughs> um, 
Well, I have to say that I was led one time to eat a lot of chicken because Justin, my son-in-law, was a partner of Nando's. Oh, wow. And my, and my son, David, who also lives in Colchester, was a manager of Nando's. So Nando's was always like top <laughs> of the list when it came to eating because we, we used to go out to eat a lot at Nando's. Um, but I do love fish. Yeah, I'm I'm a fish lover. I love salmon and fresh fish. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I really enjoy that. Good Prawns, man. langoustine. <laughs> we, so it's funny. Of... We, 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 Jenny and I were saying we uh, not long ago that um, it's so many years since we've had lobster that I think you've got to take out a small mortgage to get a lobster. <laughs> these <laughs> That's days. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of uh, writers, um, there's the great um, C.S. Lewis of uh, Narnia fame and, and uh, a great Christian apologist, actually. Or there's the Harry Potter author, J.K. Rowling. What, which would you go for? I, I'll, be, I'll be perfectly honest. I've never, ever, ever read anything of Harry Potter. No. But I've read stuff of C.S. Lewis and um, okay. C.S. Lewis is, uh, when you see some of the quotations in his books. Amazing, amazing. And if we think about a Bible translation, uh, there's the New International Version, there is the message, but you may have a preference otherwise. What's your... Yeah, um, um, I've, I use um, the NLT. Which, which is? is New, New Living Translation. Yeah. Uh, but I, also NIV as well. But my personal Bible is in NL, NLT because yeah. Uh, it, it, the, the the writing is more understandable for me. Yeah, it's good. It's good translation. Yeah. Um, thinking of hymns and songs, uh, if you had to choose between "In Christ Alone" or "How Great Thou Art," which would you go for? Oh, I think "How Great Thou Art." It's lovely, beautiful. Okay. Yeah, beautiful words. Beautiful words. Now yeah. you sent me three of your favourite songs, didn't you? I did. Now. Can you briefly tell us about them? Yeah, um, the I, I like modern music uh, and listening to um, listening to. We watch a lot of um, television, uh, Christian television, Revelation, yeah. God TV. Um, I, I I really like Hillsong. Um, the Afters uh, is also good and. Uh, um, um, City of Light, they're, they're all great music. I, I love that music. I really do. Mm. Uh, it's most enjoyable. Um, and, and I often play it. I, I've got it on my uh, computer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I often play it. I really enjoy that type of music. But that, that uh, song by Hillsong for God So Loved the World is just so lovely. That's great. It, it, it's so moving. Yeah. Okay, let's go to taste buds. Are you a sweet or savoury man? Is it chocolate <laughs> or crisps? <laughs> you fire these tough questions at me, Terry. <laughs> uh, I, I would. I, I. I think I'm more savoury than sweet. Although my family will laugh at you because that's, <laughs> I always say I'm not got a sweet tooth. But, but I have. I have uh, got a savoury tooth. I think more yeah, than sweet. You got both. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if we kind of, uh, we're, we're coming to the close now, but um, so we, was it 2011 you retired? 
Um, uh, 2012, I got 2012. the date. 2012, okay. Yeah, we came back, we came back here. Um, we came uh, back here. So tell us a bit about that journey back to England. Uh, the yeah, it was, it was, uh, like I say, we moved five times between, between uh, South Africa and the UK. Um, I was with the same company, but um, we, we bought a house. We actually had a house in Windsor. We moved back to South Africa. We sold the house. We moved back again. Mm. Um, eventually, we bought a house in uh, Chatham Maritime, a lovely a brand new apartment in Chatham Maritime. And we always think that, that, that maybe that was not a, a good thing to do, was to sell that property. Mm. Uh, while I was there, we did the, the Alpha course with the local church. Yeah. Uh, we did the Alpha course, and and we, uh, as a as a reward for our efforts, we were taken down to um, uh, uh, Trinity to meet um, uh, Nicky Gumbel and Sandy. It was Excellent. that was lovely. It really yeah. was. It was fantastic. Yeah. So we eventually just getting back onto the track. We we eventually sold that house and we went back to Durban um, to retire. Uh, I then didn't retire I got a job working for a company called Daikin Japanese company uh, which I, I enjoyed I really did enjoy working there but I got to the time where they said look you know now's the time to hang your boots up um, you need to go <laughs> and that's when we decided to sell up and come back to um, come back to England and that was because the children were here is that right yeah my uh, in all our moves eventually my my daughter Jacqueline and uh, she married Justin. Uh, my son didn't want to go back to South Africa, so we ended up living in South Africa on our own with Jenny's mum mm. and dad. Mm. They lived with us in our apartment or in our house, mm. and um, uh, they then decided that they wanted to come and live in England because Jenny's brothers live here. Mm. Uh, one lives in Australia, and three live here. Mm. Um, so. Uh, they felt as though they wanted to come, so we just all moved back here yeah. to the yeah. UK. That was in 2012. And you lived in Greys, didn't you? Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, we used to go to the Greys Baptist Church or Sockets Heath, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, where I met Colin Baker. Jenny and I were baptized there. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was. Oh, it was so funny. It was so funny. I just need to. I always tell this little little line about when we were being baptized Colin baptized me and he said well are we going to baptize Jenny he says but just remember when she goes down she's got to come up <laughs> good man well done yeah. well she did do and she's been a big part of my life Jenny oh yeah was, you're a great double act yeah. yeah Paul it's been really delightful talking to you this morning hearing about your adventurous life, my goodness. Um, yeah, skipping yeah. across the oceans and uh, your work, uh, you know, that, that apprenticeship that became really an international um, professional. Um, and then your journey of faith and discovering Christ in Pennsylvania, of all things. And yeah, yeah it, and I know that with many friends in Colchester Baptist Church, you're a, a real blessing, both of you and uh, Jenna's mum. Thanks, now, but you didn't tell us, you didn't answer one question before I come to the final question, which you're going to give to us. Um, why Colchester Baptist Church? How did that encounter happen? 
Well, when when we moved here to Colchester, um, uh, Jacqueline and Justin, um, they went to Colchester Baptist Church. Oh, okay, right. We we, we were looking for we were looking for a spiritual home. Uh, mm. We we started looking around, um, and then Jacqueline and Justin said we must go with them down to um, Colchester Baptist Church and. I, I I really liked it. I really I thought it was lovely. The atmosphere was nice. Um, uh, Nick Lear was leading at the time, mm-hmm. and we I just I felt very comfortable. I settled down qu- quicker than Jenny. Mm-hmm. Jenny's very um, she's very particular when it comes to places of worship. She she likes to feel comfortable. Yeah. And, um, but yeah. Um, good. It, good. Thank you. Now, the final question is, you know, we are living through extraordinary times with the lockdown and virus. Um, What word of encouragement, Paul, would you give us as Christians, uh, as a church, uh, for Christians in the next generation, as you think about, you know, your own children, your grandchildren? What what words of comfort, encouragement do you have for us? Well, I I think... Uh, honest answer to those that question would be that you've got to read your Bible. Mm-hmm. You've got to read your Bible every day, mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I personally make that my own little discipline. I sit and I, I read my Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I follow daily bread. Um, you've got to pray every day. Talk yeah. to the Lord. Yeah. He's yeah. there all the time. Yeah. Uh, set yourself Christian standards to follow always, always. Mm. And one, one of the key points that I think is to just to be strong in your beliefs, even when people around you try and pull you off the path mm. that you're walking with the Lord, just yeah. stick to your beliefs. That's great. That's great to hear that. And listen I think to the you... leadership. Yeah, listen to the leadership as well. It, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Paul, it's been a real blessing uh, having you on this talk. And um, you've, you know, as I think, you, you know, sometimes if you look back at your 20 year old self and see how God has taken hold of your life and shaped you and your family and, you know, really made you a, a blessing, you know, you're a, a man's man. You're a man of who I love the fact you always you share your passion. He's wearing his Manchester City outfit. But you share your passion of faith, uh, your appreciation of people. And, you know, it's great. Like your faith is on fire. I can see, you know, in the emotion that you have. And I think that's one of the things I learned from you is about blending that head faith with your heart faith. And that's something that um, we need to do better in in Britain as Christians. Uh, Sometimes we we're not very good at doing the heart stuff. And uh, You show us how to do that, and Jenny does. So thank you for being the blessing you are. It's been a real joy and pleasure, and we pray God's continued blessing on you. Thank Thank you, you Paul. Thank you so much, Terry. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you.